today on the podcast, I talk with Carrie Fox, founder of Fox Health Coaching. I loved this conversation about how we can fit desserts into a healthy lifestyle because we can, and that's amazing. And we talk not only about desserts, but we also talk about how Carrie was able to help change her own family's dietary choices, and that helped with her kids' anxiety and their gluten intolerance. We also touched on her husband as an Orthodox priest and how they fit a vegan diet into their food choices during fasting times. So interesting to me. This is such a great conversation filled with so many nuggets of great information. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes for this show on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 45. Let's dive in and meet Carrie. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive in to learning more about how you can be plant forward. Hello and welcome back to the Bull of Life podcast. Today I'm excited to introduce you to Carrie Fox, a certified health coach and founder of Fox Health Coaching, where she helps others achieve optimal wellness through developing a deeper sense of their habits and lifestyle choices. Today, Carrie has graciously agreed to come on and talk about how we can fit dessert into our healthy habits. And if you didn't know it, July is National Ice Cream Month. I used to work in tourism, so that was a huge thing to promote in in Michigan for tourism (laughs) month. But uh, that's so helpful, right? Because we all kind of want nice cold treats during the summer. So this will be so helpful to learn how we can be on a healthy lifestyle path and still have our desserts and such. So I'm super interested in this. She's also going to touch on um, her family's issues with gluten sensitivity. And I'm dying also to hear more about her husband's journey with being an Orthodox priest and vegan eating because that um, just really is interesting to me. So Carrie, welcome to the show. So glad to you. Oh yeah. Can you just briefly maybe just tell us a a little bit about yourself, like where you live, your family, what led you even into health coaching? Sure. So um, I live in Morris County, New Jersey, and uh, we have five kids ages 11 to 25. Wow, and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a range. <laughs> um, our oldest just got married in January, so he's out of the house, but everybody else is still with us. And uh, what got me into the health coaching was just really going to feed my family better. Um, So I graduated from IIN in 2019. And I had such a passion for it that I just kept going. So I took some other courses. And I said, you know what, let me just start this health coaching business. And so you know, I try to uh, incorporate all the healthy eating with my family and then actually into our church life too. 
Awesome. So was there like something that kind of triggered that, like, oh, we need to eat healthier as a family or? Um, you know what? <laughs> my kids have, you know, either anxiety or actually my 17 year old was just diagnosed with ADHD. And at the time I just thought, you know what? I really think it comes down to food. And so my two oldest sons got blood work done and they both tested very high sensitive to uh, gluten. So I pretty much in their diets, they don't have any gluten, but the other kids do have some, but we've changed that so much. It's unbelievable. Like, you know, we used to be an Oreo Doritos family and I haven't had that in like the last five years. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what it was is I just wanted to make sure that I was doing the best I could for them. Yeah, I totally understand that. And you know, I feel like, so my mom way back in the day when my brother was a kid, you know, she was a huge believer as well. You know, I guess now she would have been considered the OG, right. Of like changing diet to help with like my brother was a little hyperactive. And so she was like, uh-huh. okay, we're cutting out sugar and such. Like we're still gonna have sweets occasionally, but like for him, yeah. you know, to deal with this hyper, um, you know, his hyperness, <laughs> let's cut out yeah, sugar yeah. there. And it really, it really did help like with his speech and with everything like that. So, and I feel like, you know, that's not really the first option people go to these days, which right. is unfortunate, right? Totally like unfortunate. Firsthand. So cutting out the gluten, did it help with the ADHD and all that then? You know, um, I believe that it helped with almost everything, to be honest with you. Um, you know, my oldest son had stomach issues and they're basically gone. The second son was dealing with anxiety and I think that helped immensely. Um, and then the Nico's the fourth one and He's 17. He just actually turned 18 and he's become so um, wanting to eat healthy. It's funny when we come down to my parents, it's always like the black hole of, of, you know, treats. And so he's like, mom, you gotta get down here quick because I don't know what to eat. So, you know what, that's encouraging to hear as a mom that you actually did make an influence in him. And so, you know, he works out every day and he's really trying to eat better. A lot of protein, a lot of fat, a lot of fiber. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, like they can say mom helped, you know, me, you know, realize, I mean, you know, they might not have the words for that right now, but maybe the older ones, but, uh, you know, your body does start to crave that kind of healthier, less processed food. Right. Yeah, and as, for sure. And for you to install that in your children is just a lifelong, you know, skill that life for a healthy lifestyle, right. It's gonna, yeah. I mean, better, it's, better. it's, and you know what we I always go by inoculate don't insulate so it's not like I forbid anything frankly yeah. because I feel like once you forbid it, it then they just want it yeah, so um, <laughs> so you got to expose them and and let them find things out for themselves but at least they they know exactly the way I feel so that's a good thing yeah no that's so funny that you say like expose them like we um I've had that conversation with friends in the past, like, you know, some of us grew up in pretty strict evangelical homes where, uh-huh. you know, like this was forbidden and that was forbidden and that was forbidden. Yeah. It just makes you want to do it more, right? Like the minute you're yeah. loose, like, you're like, give me all the cakes and Ex- cookies and exactly, you know, exactly. whatever else, watch whatever TV shows I want. <laughs> right. 
Right. You got it. You know, you have to, you have to be a little trusting and, and allow them the exposure so they know. Yeah. Well, very cool. And obviously it's made an impact if he's like, get down here. At Grandma's yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> deal with right when family members especially grandparents god bless them right but they just want to oh yeah lots of treats and oh (laughs) all that exactly exactly it's you know it's funny because when I was growing up everything my mom made everything so we didn't have very much processed food but then when I left the house processed food was big here like you know they have crackers chips all the stuff so when my kids come they're like what is this feed our bodies with good food and you know I mean it does it's true it keeps you full longer it makes you feel better you're not having a crash and burn right and exactly exactly hours um and such so so yeah so let's uh you know transition to talking about yeah here because you yeah. know along with that processed food right like right sugar and yes. kind of a sugar obsessed nation and oh completely right yeah and yeah. so we have so much here to talk about like the different types of sugar I covered that um when I talked with Emily on episode 20 like different types okay. of sugar and how our bodies react and we can touch briefly on that today as well I'm always sure, sure. to hear people's um different views on that but I you know I want to know like when you're working with clients and mm-hmm. you know, teaching them more about health healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. I'm sure that comes up right that people are like but I want to have a little chocolate or I want to still have dessert so yeah yeah is yeah. it okay to have desserts when pursuing a healthy lifestyle <laughs> I, you know what, it goes back to, you know, you don't want to deprive yourself completely because then you kind of do want it more. So I'm always like, you know what, we're going to replace it with a little bit better dessert, but you're still having dessert. So it could be, you know, as, as simple as just an apple with almond butter and a couple dark chocolate chips on there. That could be an easy type of dessert. It could be where you're making homemade ice cream and you're putting maybe three tablespoons of maple syrup in it rather than 50 million cups of sugar. Yeah. So So I I encourage them. I'm like, if you're craving a dark chocolate, go get a dark chocolate, something over 70%, but you can't have the whole bar. You know, you're going to have it a little bit in moderation too. But, you know, I'm all for, you know, I love making homemade uh, desserts. So that's kind of what we do at our house. And we have them, you know, maybe two or three times a week, not every night, but enough to make it so that it's a special treat. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like there is a bit of a curve, though, in kind of reducing that sugar, you know, like eventually you get to the point, you know, after you've had enough, maybe healthier-ish desserts yeah. Where, yeah. Um, you start to notice like whoa that was that was really sugary tasting because your taste buds change but I like, recommend like kind of weaning gently from that before you go deep dive into the dark chocolate which is much different than the 70 percent high you know than a milk yeah chocolate. no no for sure and so I do recommend kind of weaning yourself you know just like if people are giving up soda you want to say, well, maybe you'll go to a sparkling water before you just go to plain water or whatever else. You don't want to be like, let's just cut it cold turkey because people really do miss it. Yeah. 
right then they're just like obsessing about it right <laughs> like, yeah like, I mean it's very true <laughs> or me yeah man, they're having that cake I wish I could have it and then you know exactly like, exactly <laughs> you know and I have to like for the uh, gluten-free stuff too Simple Mills makes amazing you know box cakes that you can go and just get and it's super easy and and delicious and it's not much sugar in that plus you're not getting any gluten too Oh, wow. I didn't realize the Simple Mills also is a little lower in sugar too. Yeah, it definitely is. Oh, that is really, that's really good to know. So what yes. are, you gave some great examples of mm-hmm. um, like healthier desserts. Um, right. Yeah, what would be some other like easy, easy ones as you're kind of thinking of transitioning to, is it just like going, making homemade all the time or... Um, you know, homemade's always best, but like, again, Simple Mills has a great box mix that you can do a chocolate or vanilla cake. And that's an amazing way to go. If you're at, you know, short on time, you just want to make a couple cupcakes, go ahead and do it. They have a great banana muffin mix that you can use. That's quick and easy. Um, but we just made some blueberry sorbet. So easy. It's like three cups of blueberries, half a cup of water and a little lemon zest. And I think I put two scoops of maple syrup in there and uh, two tablespoons and that was it you churned it it froze for 20 minutes and you had yourself a really nice uh, blueberry sorbet right yeah you know and especially this time of year right in the summer yeah you know use that natural sweet fructose right from the natural exactly as a fruit and I feel like um, that gets covered up a lot, you know, like, oh, once you start adding in all that sugar, it's kind of that true taste of the fruit. Exactly. Yeah. So that was delicious and everybody loved that. So I was happy with that. Same thing with the vanilla ice cream. That's easy to make too. And you just lower the sugar in that. And that's great. Great way to go. Yeah. And so when you're working with clients, um, Mm -hmm. promoting them on a healthy lifestyle. I mean, do people do that? Are they struggling with this or, you know, I mean, you know, it's interesting, right? (laughs) So I do a, um, a five day detox on every season. So we just finished our summer one and it's five days, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar. And I have to say, I've had repeat clients come back and it's just a great way to reset your body. And once they've reset it in just those five days, they really are, it eases them into just that like healthier lifestyle. Like my one client said, you know, I didn't really crave anything because I was eating so well with just the clean, good food. Yeah. We forget how our bodies respond to that, right? Like God designed us pretty cool, right? <laughs> like- yeah. To respond to these natural foods that are, you know, meant to be ate in their natural form, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, another great way to do it is, is have a smoothie. I, I encourage them immensely. It can aid in your sweet tooth. It fills you up. You feel really good about it. You're getting your green veggies in there. Cause I throw a lot of spinach in the smoothies and they're, they're feeling good. Right. So the detox is no gluten, no sugar. And what was that last one? No dairy. No dairy. No dairy. Yeah. Because yes. So many dairy yeah. intolerances. Did your kids ever deal deal with that as well? Or just the gluten? Yeah, my oldest son actually has a little bit of a problem with that, but he, so he pretty much avoids it. Um, except for on special occasions, he may have a little bit of ice cream. 
yeah no my my daughter um is the same way she liquid dairy though only so I can't quite figure that one out like it's just yeah that's interesting right yeah like I mean if she eats too much like maybe of cheese and and, um you know we are plant forward podcast but she hasn't quite transitioned all the way off of that but um yeah you know, she maybe that it doesn't. It only bothers her on her skin, though, and she's never oh, been like, tested officially. But um, right, it actually she just had a really bad flare up that I was like, no more ice cream. I was like, I'm sorry. Right, I don't know if it's the fat content, the sugar. You know, I don't know the lactose in it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this was worse than, you know, when we first noticed this. I'm like, and continue. It's gonna be worse. Yeah. So you know, yeah, it is interesting. Um you know, those different type of things that you start to, you know, notice with your kids yeah. and to feel the best, right? But completely flip side, right? We kind of forget that as adults. We're so, you know, especially as parents, I think we're like, okay, let's make sure our kids are okay, but then we don't take care of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I know. So true. So true. So true. So, all right. So cool. So we covered you know, the desserts and such and the detox, which is an amazing way to kind of kickstart that. Now, after clients go through the detox, mm-hmm. which is a free, free thing that you do every season, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, no, it's not. Well, it's not actually free. Um, okay. That's a, pay, a paying service. Oh, right. But it, it makes you more apt to do it, right? When you pay for it. Yeah. You know what? They put their money in and, but I'm there for them 24 or five, I guess I should say for those five days, they get every recipe. They don't have to think about anything. And uh, yeah, it's been very helpful for them. You know, one friend was just like, I didn't think I needed it again, but frankly, once June came around, I was like, I need to detox one more time before the summer season. So it's a great way. This Once fall hits, I'll have another one in September. Oh, in September. Great. Perfect. Yep. Well, yeah, definitely put that in the show notes. So people sure. um, can definitely feel like if they want to jumpstart, because right, it's more of a jumpstart, right? To kind of exactly. Put your body. It is. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, tell me a little bit more about why to detox. You know what? We live in a very toxic world, frankly, in every, in every sense of the word, because you, you're Sometimes the water you're drinking, the things you're putting on your skin, the things that you're eating, they have a lot of toxins in them. So when you're detoxing, you're basically just trying to flush all those things out. So we start the day like with some warm water and lemon. I've got some other teas in there. I've got some smoothies and just the foods that we're eating all help just get rid of those toxins in your body. And it just helps you really feel, I have to say, by the end of the week, everybody is sleeping better and feeling just so good. Mm, That's another good point, right? To point out the whole sleep issue and how the different foods we eat can affect that, right? Exactly. I mean, one woman was like, my skin looks so much brighter and that's just in five days. I mean, imagine if you did it a longer time. So it's, it's encouraging. It helps them, you know, really do jumpstart everything. Oh man, that that's awesome because we all need that little reframing from time to time you you know definitely yeah for sure so you know I think we also get into that and and detoxing is kind of a great way to lead into this like you know especially you know when we kind of think of desserts or maybe some other food we kind of get into these weird food labels right like good bad oh I shouldn't eat that it's so bad for me exactly what are your thoughts on that like should we just avoid labeling food like that because it puts it in a weird kind of completely agree. Like, I don't think we should label foods like that, 
you, you're just trying to have one of my clients is on vacation and, you know, someone already said to her, I don't want to be dieting the whole time. And I said, you know what? Tell her you're no longer on a diet. This is just the way you live. And if you choose to wake up and have chips in the morning, that's what you're choosing to do. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. And then you may say to yourself on the next meal, you know what? I'm going to have a smoothie just to balance things out. Not good. Not bad. Just is. I love that wording. It just is. Yeah. Simple, but you know, simple is best, right? Simple is best, just completely. Odds are, if you ate the chips in the morning and you get on yes. this healthy lifestyle, your body's kind of going to be like, I really am cravings, like something liquidy to you yeah. know, quench my thirst now and balance that saltiness. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, or you just have like, make yourself a great big salad and fill it with such good things some protein, fat and fiber, and you're really good to go. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like it comes down to listening to our body too, right? Yes. Like, it's not only, you know, it's that like, okay, that, that just is, but then it's like, well, listen to your next body cue. Do you have any tips that you give kind of clients on, on that? Like, how do you listen for when like, okay, yeah, you know what? I want something sugary. I should, I should listen to my body and maybe have a little dessert or a little of that dark chocolate. Yeah. You know, I, I really want people to not deprive themselves. And I think sometimes it's all about the getting back up, you know? So let's say you, everybody's having ice cream and you're like, I really, I really want that. That's your choice. It's okay. Have the ice cream. And then the next morning, you may say, what am I going to do to be, make myself feel a little better? And you may have a smoothie. You may have, you could even have a salad in the morning, but it's the next choice that really is what is key. You know what I mean? Not the one, not the choice that you made the night before, but the next choice. It's all about the getting back up. The just keep on going. It's not, it used to be, I feel like, you know, oh, I did something. I had pancakes for breakfast this morning. The whole day's ruined. I don't want people to feel like that anymore. I want people to feel like I had pancakes this morning. I really enjoyed them. And for lunch, I'm going to have a big salad with some chicken and some avocado. Mm, I, I love that. I love that. And I think that's a continual message. We can keep, you know, pounding into our brains, kind of listen you know, if you yeah. want that, just do it, you know, and yes. I think I've noticed with myself comes to like fitness and exercise as well. Like, you know, some mornings I'll get up and I'll be like, Hey, the weather's nice. I really feel like hitting the road. And I've noticed like when I'm like, no, but you know, I already predetermined that I was going to do this other workout. So I should go yeah. do it. And then later I'm like, yeah. why didn't I just go run? It was a gorgeous morning. Like I should have just done that. You know, it's just like, about yeah. And um, giving yourself permission to listen, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I just don't want people to feel bad about themselves, you know, or their choices, you know, you can, I, one, another health coach of mine was so great because she's like, put this on your refrigerator is the choice I'm about to make supporting the person I want to be, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that was so amazing. So the client who's on vacation, I said, you know what? make sure you ask yourself that question. And if it's supporting the person you want to be, because you want to join in the fun of everybody else snacking around something, then do it. And if it's not, then don't do it. It's just your choice. 
Right. Yeah. I feel like definitely we get caught in that trap of, you know, well, what's everybody else going to think or what, you yeah. know, this or that, especially if you are in a group, <laughs> you know, like it just, like they know I'm supposed to be on this healthy lifestyle or they immediately going to be thinking, oh my gosh, she's ruining it, you know, type of thing. <laughs> I know. It's so, it's really hard. It's difficult. But, you know, I think that we're getting to a better point where we're not labeling things as good and bad. Just as again, I said, it just is. It just is. I love that. And, you know, just keep in mind what type of choice is that, you know, for the person I want to be. And that's, that's a good phrase as well. Um, you know, and we don't, I think deep down, none of us want to be that person who is, has the inner ridicule inside of us, right? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, we, we really don't. That down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also at the same time, you know, pro- you know, like you mentioned, even with, with your kids and anxiety as well. Um, and, you know, food, I think leads to a lot of anxiety in women, but, um, you know, trying to make those healthier choices and then honoring, you know, listening, um, yes. you know, it's going to help around that food anxiety as well. I, I think, I think so too. Yeah. So okay. I wanted to touch on so inter- interesting to me. Um, yes. you had mentioned to me about your husband being Orthodox yeah. priest and, um, right. how certain times of the year you, um, do kind of eat a vegan plant-based diet to, to honor that. Right. Tell me a little bit about that yeah. and how you balance that into, to your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so gosh, I would say almost half a year when you go through all the different, um, fasting times, we definitely eat a more vegan type lifestyle. And, um, you know, I just try to be supportive. He's very strict and, and the rest of us sometimes are, are not as strict, but I, I definitely support him in the way he is fasting at that during those times of year. So, um, during Advent, we fast 40 days and during Lent, we fast 40 days. And then in between there may be two weeks or a week of fasting as well. And by fasting, I mean, we're giving up basically dairy and meat. Mm. So we're easier these days, right? Like the last few years. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier. However, what I will say that the the danger in it yeah. and what I've seen in Orthodox churches when they're having their uh, time of fasting is the sugar can increase. Mm-hmm. So you have to, cause they want to try to make things taste so much better. So we're, we're just a little bit more careful with that um, and not just replacing things with basically processed foods well right and that's that went through my mind right after I said that like hey here to eat more plant-based these days yeah. or vegan yeah. rather you know I don't know if I'd put the processed foods really in the plant-based category but right. with the explosion of everything on the market these days yeah yeah some of the ingredients and they're not so wholesome anymore. exactly yeah so we have to really be careful of that but there's a lot of great resources like you said I mean just a lot more than I think there used to be. And, um, so we tried, it's, it's, it's good. So it's, it's good for our family and, um, it's helpful to him when we're supporting him on that. Right. Yeah. And I think that's key, right. To like your family and their support and, um, in all, in all of that, I had a lady on the podcast a few weeks ago and Mm -hmm. um, she said when her husband had transitioned, 
to more of a plant-based diet um because they had witnessed some friends go through some heart issues and stuff um and he was like but I can't do this if I don't have my team around oh okay and I was yes. like, so true. And I think, you know, it's not just this. And I loved how she used that. Like, I, I need my whole team here. I guess they were really yeah. good players as well. And uh-huh. I was like, that's a good way to phrase it. Like, it's not yeah. about like, well, my spouse made me do this. Or mom's making me do this. <laughs> you know, I've heard no, that definitely. before. Like, we've had to bring a salad for our lunch because mom's on a diet. No, that's like, exactly right. Yeah, if you look at it as like, well, hey, this is what our team is doing. Like, we're all supporting each other during this time. Um, right. Like, that's a really, well, and I just, I, yeah, I didn't really. So what is the Orthodox background? Is that, is that <laughs> Catholic okay. or? No, so the Orthodox Church is basically from the Apostles. Um, so everybody was Orthodox at that time. And then one branched off and became um, a bishop at, the basically became the Pope. So the Orthodox are before Catholicism. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we're straight from the apostles. It's basically the same liturgy that they did. We still do, you know, over 2000 years later. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Fascinating. I love biblical history. I grew up in a more Baptist evangelical household. Um, yeah. Reformed now, but uh the history of it always is very fascinating to me to, to hear. No, completely. And I mean, and we grew up, um, I was Presbyterian. He was Methodist. So he was a Methodist minister first. Okay. And um, he then was introduced to Orthodoxy when he went to Princeton Seminary. And he felt, just fell in love with it and wanted to become a priest. I wasn't really ready. So uh, he went and got a PhD. And while... Uh, during that time, I read up on it and experienced it. And uh, orthodoxy is pretty much new in this country, but it's the oldest out there anyway. But um, in this country, it's very new. So we're part of the Orthodox Church of America. So our services are in English, but you know, uh, the liturgy is the same if you went into a Greek church or a Russian church or anything like that, just in a different language. Yeah, I was thinking it had origins in, in Europe. Um, so yeah, that would be right if you, you said like Greek and Russian and, um, right. Yeah. yeah. So cool. And so cool how you guys could support each other through that as well, you know, because I think a spiritual journey is just as, oh, important yeah. as our food journey, our mental journey, you know, any of that other stuff, um, sure. to talk about more, right. Is our own spiritual journey. Yeah. No, I mean, um, completely. It definitely, definitely is. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize, um, you know, there were so many different fasting periods as well. <laughs> so <that>. many, <laughs> so, so many, so that I, sometimes I forget what, you know, oh, oh, I'm sorry, we're fasting. Okay. So, you know, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, I guess you have your husband there to guide you, right? To remind you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the fasting is though, um, to kind of give a brief background of that, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's different than detox because fasting is more about um, bringing you to your, a more close relationship with God during that time. Correct? Exactly. Right, right. I mean, you're basically saying, I, I'm having a hard time. I'm not in this alone. I don't want food to control me or anything else. And I need God's help. Yes. Yeah. So that would be the, the difference for, for listeners who are listening. Like, what is the difference between it, fasting and, and detox? And, you know, I feel like, you know, and 
and at least in the evangelical church, that wasn't ever explained that well. Um, right. You know, like it was more like, okay, fast during this. And you're like, well, why? Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, yeah, no, you know, it's, it's very interesting, but fasting, um, you know, particularly during Lent on, on Wednesdays, we have a, um, pre-sanctified liturgy and you're supposed to be fasting all day, literally fasting as in just drinking water. Um, and so that was always difficult for me, but it's become easier. Um, frankly, it's become easier because I, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. And so I just prolong the fast for that day. And, um, it's just a really nice time for prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Prayer reflection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, very, oh, wow. Intermittent fasting as well. Yeah. It could be an extended part of that. And we, we won't go into all of that today, no. but definitely reach <laughs> no. out to Carrie to learn more yeah. about intermittent fasting because, um, you know, I think that is becoming a huge thing of interest right now. Um, yes. For, for people, but, uh, but Carrie, this has been, been so fun. Um, and so I, fun. I can still have my desserts too. And um, please do. I love that, you know, it's not cutting them out entirely. It's not labeling them good or bad. It's just, um, you know, maybe kind of detoxing yourself away from the less sugary things. And, you know, I think people don't believe it. Like, oh no, I'm always going to crave those things. Well, not really. Like when you detox, start to detox away from them, your body, like you go back and have something sugary and definitely it seems really and too sweet you're like I can't even I can't even have that it's too sweet exactly that's, that's kind of what happens which is you know I have to say in my kids it's really fun to see uh, yes because you always think kids man sugarholics right <laughs> yeah I mean it really is like I, I can't get over my the son who's 18 just the amount of him craving really good for you foods Mm. Uh, so I say parents out there be encouraged yeah that's so encouraging and you know probably that is you know having a ripple effect to his own friends when they notice that as well yeah I think so you can only hope right but yeah I mean he just feels really good and when he doesn't eat that way he doesn't so he's gotten the correlation so that's that's all you can want oh yeah oh man I know my husband and I were constantly talking you know like gosh, like our kids eat way too many desserts, like, you know, and how much is too much. And, you know, yeah. every holiday comes around and suddenly everybody's giving them candy and we're like, Wah. I know, I, it's, I know, I know. So it's hard. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think, um, the ripple effects, right? Like as a parent, you said, okay, we started changing, you know, what you ate, want to be healthier for a family, that ripple effect down to your kids. And yeah. I think no matter what age your kids are at, they're kind of watching to see what their parents are doing, you know? Um, I definitely think so. Yes, I really believe that. And, you know, ultimately they may go through a stage where they're not eating healthy, but because you gave them that um, something to look towards, they'll come around. Yeah, they'll, they'll remember. They'll remember, hey, yeah. you know, that was... Uh, you know, back, I did that for a while. And I feel like the same, you know, on the flip side of that exercise too, you know, I can remember going through some years in college when I really wasn't big exercise. And then I'd get back into it and I'd be like, man, I miss this, you know, like, yes, I feel so much better, sleep better, you know? So it's like all comes together, right? When we're it does. doing a healthy lifestyle or maybe we've slipped off the wagon, 
but you're right. three members, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's what I'm saying about, you know, you get back up. That's the important part, right? You get so back how up. you're getting back up. And it yeah. just is, you know, it, it what just is. just is. Yes. And, you know, you're going to have an opportunity the next day, the next meal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very cool. So Carrie, where can people find out more about your detox, about your health coaching and all of that good stuff? Yeah. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at Fox Health Coaching. That's probably the easiest way. I do have a website also, foxhealthcoaching.com. Um, you can find out information there, but Instagram's the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Just slide into her messages right there on Instagram. Yeah. And she's more than happy to help you out, answer your questions Definitely. about, you know, if you want healthier sweet ideas, healthier dessert ideas, or learn more about her detox programs. Um, that is amazing. Just get in touch with Carrie. So Carrie, thank you so much yeah. for coming thank on. Thank you, Sarah. Today. This has been so fun and so fun. all of this in the show notes. So listeners can definitely get in contact with you. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I loved how Carrie and I touched on the topic of how we shouldn't label food as good or bad, but as it just is. And if one day we eat the chips, well, that just is. And the next day we might crave a smoothie. And that just is. That is just so cool to think of it like that. I love it. And it's all about the person you want to be. It's not about the labels. It's more about, well, what will our next choice be? That's just such a great reminder not to beat ourselves up with, you know, what we're eating, especially during the holidays or vacays or anything like that. I just loved this conversation. I loved about the healthy dessert talk and I loved learning so much about Carrie and her own family's journey. And if you want to connect with Carrie and learn more about her five-day detoxes or how you can be part of her health coaching, we're going to put all the information in our show notes. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes for this show on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 45. That's badtothebull.com forward slash 45. Thanks for listening, guys.